0: Good evening. Welcome to the combined open meeting of the Northborough, Southborough, and Regional School Committees. I'd like to call in the Regional School Committee into session. Northborough.
1: Oh, um, I'll call Northborough into session. The Union. Uh, I, can I? Can anyone call in? I'll call the Union also. The
0: session. And um, Southborough will call into uh, session when they have a quorum.
2: Close.
0: Close. Getting okay. um, uh, just as a reminder the agenda has been revised um, it, we have moved taking the calendar vote off the agenda to a later date so that we can um, provide more time and space for further dialogue with uh, the community and, and community members um, and so we have a revised agenda tonight. With that said, our first item is public comment. And just as a reminder of our school committee's policy with public comment, uh, it's uh, the public comment is uh, an encouragement of the public to be able to give us information that we need to make um, reasoned uh, choices on, on votes and to express their um, uh, opinions. The public comment is not for discussion or debate or dialogue between the individuals in the school committee. It's just for a time uh, for us to be listeners. Um, the following rules are have been adopted. Uh, speakers are encouraged to present their re- remarks in a respectful manner. All remarks are addressed to the presiding chair. Uh, speakers must begin their uh, comments by stating <coughs> their name, uh, their city, and address. Um, public comment time is not to exceed 15 minutes unless uh, the chair determines an extension is needed. And all speakers should limit their comment to uh, about three minutes. And again, um, unless the chair uh, warrants an extension. Topics are limited to just those items that come uh, before the school committee, such as budget and policy, um, superintendent's uh, performance, comments regarding personnel where students are prohibited. Um, so, uh, also it's a reminder that, um, besides public comment, emails and writings to the committee are very helpful also for us because each member gets those and disseminated and if any member is not present, um, that's uh, another opportunity for them to get that comment. So with that said,
2: uh, order. Thank you. Yep. Um, so I'd like to call us out, of course, for committee to order. Um, it's uh, now 5.41 p.m. Uh, in attendance are Jessica Devine, Ann and myself. And, and I'd actually like to um, just say one more thing. I'd like to welcome Jessica Devine <coughs> to the school committee. Mm-hmm. She is, uh, uh, we're, we've worked with her before, she was here as an elected school board member and she's now here as an appointed school board member for the rest of the term so uh, welcome and we're looking forward to working with you Thanks. and I guess I should add a fourth there we go. Uh, excuse excuse Martin you. thank you thank you so at
0: this time uh, is there any public comment Come on up to me. thank
3: you <coughs> Mitch Cullen, I chair the Board of Selectmen here in Northborough. Um, and and uh, oh, oh, yeah. Um, as it says, full name and address. Oh, sure. Address. I'm Mitch Cohen, uh, Twelve Whitney Street. Thank you. Um, uh, speaking as as chair of the Board of Selectmen in Northborough, um, I attended the I think it was the early September K to eight School Committee. I'm also the lead, Board of Selectmen's liaison to the Northborough K to eight School Committee, um, and suggested that if. Uh, The school committee was interested in having a dialogue about election locations because I know that that has been a recurring theme To let us know and I'd be happy to place that on the agenda I haven't received that request, but I know it's still an ongoing item of interest Um, From what I've heard and spoken to some individual people at the tables here um, If if any of particularly the either the Algonquin or the Northbrook K-8 to school committee Would like me to place that on a board of selection agenda. I'd be delighted to do that. Just ask
0: Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other public comment? Seeing none at this time, we'll
4: move to our first item
0: agenda, the superintendent's (coughs) mid-cycle review.
4: Thank you very much. Um, This evening I'm providing the school committees with a mid-cycle goal update for the 22-23 Evaluation process. I am finding it <coughs> hard to believe that it is six months of the academic year and the uh, fiscal year. So time does go by quickly when you're uh, busy. Um, as I shared in September, my 22-23 goals center on leading the districts in making the districts in making progress toward Vision 2026: Educate, Inspire, and Challenge. And I've aligned my goals with the plan's five strategic objectives: Empowering Learners equity of opportunity, healthy and balanced learners, educator learning and leadership, and finance and operations to support teaching and learning. I want to acknowledge that my goals in work include the work of many. My, or the district's success, is dependent on the great work of district leaders, principals, educators, staff, and families. Um, Recently, the Northborough, Southborough, Algonquin leadership team had a chance um, to gather And have a leadership meeting at the meeting we spent time reflecting on what we've accomplished since july till december Um, and i did include that in your packet Um, oftentimes when we look forward um, sometimes we don't stop and think about all what we've accomplished and i would um, say that we've accomplished a lot in the past six months and i'm very proud of the leadership team and its efforts and its work um, toward uh, moving the district's plan forward So I will review some highlights of each of the five uh, goal areas. Um, The first is empowering learners. Um, So this year we've launched Universal for Design Learners Explorers as a year-long 15 uh, professional development point experience um, that includes time with uh, educational consultant um, (coughs) and time with internally planned uh, sessions. We've also provided the leadership team, um, NASA, PD for the Universal Design for Learning Framework at the August Retreat, and we're using that model as a model to frame our meetings um, as a leadership team. And also we've communicated to the faculty and staff the opportunity to take a 30-hour course on UDL online at no cost, and this will also be available next year to all educators. Um, The district continues to use a collaborative professional learning uh, structures to create opportunities for educators to plan, learn, and discuss their work. This collaboration is essential to moving the work forward and ensuring that students are receiving what they need. Um, This year, the Student Support Services Department created more structured and focused opportunities based on job job category. Uh, For example, the school psychologists have opportunities for job alike sessions um, led by Jennifer Lipton O'Connor. The district also launched an updated educator evaluation process that included peer observations. Educators are required to observe peers during the 22-23 academic year and engage in conversations with colleagues about their observations. And peer observations provide opportunities for staff um, to practice their observational skills, apply the ladder of inference, and focus on student tasks. What are we asking students to do? And peer observations will continue um, throughout the school year. And then lastly, in the summer of 2022, um, the district launched Parent Square, unified communication tool, and worked with the leadership team on identifying, identifying communication strategies. All 10 schools send a weekly newsletter highlighting key events and promising practices. And additionally, we transitioned to Parent Square as the primary vehicle for uh, district communications with parents, including emergency communications. And lastly, the district teaching and learning team has launched a um, Newslet- a weekly newsletter to all employees that highlight professional learning opportunities, innovative practices, and key events. In regards to equity of opportunity, um, Julie Doyle has led um, the work around <coughs> researching vendors and platforms to provide data visualizations, um, data dashboards for students for disparate data sources. Uh, the reser- the re- work resulted in narrowing the option of analytic view and open architects and Julie has formed a committee to evaluate these two tools um, in in a deeper aspect and get various perspectives on these tools. The goal is to identify and launch uh, a data analytic platform before the end of the school year. Megan Kelty, the ELA coordinator, Kathy Lozat, the math coordinator, and Paul Manuti, the data consultant, prepared and distributed ELA and math data sheets to all elementary educators, Dr. Jennifer Lipton-O'Connor and Paul Manuti, prepared and distributed um, ELA data sheets, um, SEL data sheets from the Spring 22 collection of SEL Saver screeners, (coughs) and Megan, the LA coordinator, distributed ELA data sheets to middle school uh, literacy educators. Additionally, elevation was implemented in all schools at the beginning of the school year. Um, The intake results for all students whose home language is other than or in addition to English was entered into the tool, and this serves as a a platform to um, monitor and track data and also provide uh, placement letters, reclassification information, um, and that is being used by our ELD department. And then on our district PD day, our work with the Anti-Defamation League has continued. Um, On November 8th, pre-K through five educators, specialists and ESPs attended the foundational level of anti-bias education facilitated facilitated by uh, the ADL um, and this was completed last year by our <coughs> secondary educators. And also we engage in the world of difference year two, um, and that has gone well thus far. In terms of healthy and balanced learners, um, Dr. Jennifer Lipton O'Connor has developed a schedule to work with each school to review Sabres assessments and identify action steps. Um, Dr. Lipton O'Connor has developed a schedule to readminister the Sabres assessments um, during the upcoming academic year. Uh, to compare against our baseline data. Principals have dedicated uh, faculty (laughs) meeting time to build staff capacity for cultivating social and emotional cultural competence in order to uh, model social emotional learning and build collaborative trusting relationships. The CASEL framework continues to serve as a guiding framework to build SEL coherence across our district. Mary Ellen Duggan held three wellness committee meetings and worked to establish goals to be completed by the committee this academic year. As a uh, a result, the Wellness Committee reviewed the draft wellness policy and developed a plan to analyze and share the Metro West Health Survey data with key stakeholders. Mary Ellen has also led the assessments of the Elementary Health Standards Inventory, uh, which was completed in September, and is working on implementing a timeline for the secondary educators to continue curriculum mapping, um, which they began in the spring. In terms of um, the strategic, uh, strategic, strategic <coughs> objective, of Educator Learning and Leadership. Um, we've implemented updated teacher leadership roles in, in elementary schools. Um, in Northborough, we've created four school-based curriculum leaders in each El- Northborough elementary school. The four school-based leaders make up the school-based leadership team. Uh, we've replaced Open Circle and Care Coordinators with SEL leaders, um, which is helping uh, Jennifer move the SEL work forward in our district. We've also added members of the social studies curriculum leadership team uh, for half of the year to continue uh, mapping units and a recommended resources for the new standards. Um, And again, the district in the summer of 22 launched an updated educator evaluation process um, with peer observation as a key component of that new process. In terms of. finance and operations to support teaching and learning and keeping kids, students safe. Um, We have um, spent a lot of time at the school uh, level and district level updating and reviewing safety protocols um, with all and reviewing these with all building staff. All schools have conducted safety drills um, and tabletop (coughs) drills with faculty faculty and staff. And two meetings were held with the town's police chiefs to review and update security uh, safety protocols. And the, those meetings will continue um, in the spring and summer of 2022 um, each facility manager evaluated and assessed key building systems and structures and identified systems and equipment of need of repair or replacement uh, the facilities teams worked with vendors and our health planning sessions and are uh, working on determining priorities estimated costs and timelines for replacement uh, this work is ongoing <coughs> but it has served uh, the budgeting process well in terms of creating uh, capital plans that will help us make key decisions in the fall of 22 the district submitted documentation in, in accordance with msb's checklist which included enrollment projections educational questionnaires and maintenance and capital plans um, in collaboration between the departments is critical to put forth a thorough pac- packet uh, uh, to ac- and accurate information for the Neary building committee uh, for msb submission through the uh, capital planning process, we have identified Pisa School in Northboro as a significant systems that need um, updating and replacement. Um, using a similar strategy to the NERI uh, building uh, project, we are uh, drafting a <coughs> statement of interest that will be submitted um, to MSPA when the core building application opens. Um, and that will identify um, a case for why the building needs to be renovated or updated. Um, this work will include facilities conditions assessment and highlight um, all the target areas that MSBA requires so needless to say there's been a lot of uh, great work that's been happening across the district those are a few highlights I'll also mention that um, we've been engaged in the budget process um, which is really a key work that we do at the central office and also negotiations which is um, does not happen every year. Uh, But when we are in negotiations, it takes a tremendous amount of time and and effort in terms of preparing the documentation and collaboration with our association. So that is key work that has been started and has gone well thus far. Mm -hmm. So at this point in time, I will um, turn it back to the chair and would be happy to (coughs) answer any questions the committee may have.
0: The committee, questions?
5: Uh, before my question, I'd just like to make a comment. I'd like to thank the Regional Chair, Shawna Shea, and also the Union Supervisory number 3, Roger Challen, for the work that they do behind the scenes. Who is it? I'm sorry. Jen. Jen. Jen, Jen I'm so sorry. Um, it, you know, this is not... There's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes, and the are coming up with the goals and going over the standards, and even getting to this point at the mid-cycle. So I'd like to thank the two Chairs the work that you do behind the scenes to get it to where we are the point with the superintendent today. Thank you very much. Um, I, the question I have is on the first one, Greg, the UDL by design. Um, is that a mandatory uh, course? And I'm glad to see that you are offering it free to the teachers so that we have continuity and everybody is on the same page when you design these. Is it, is it mandatory?
4: So right now, um, Through Stephanie's leadership, we have the explorers. So the UDL explorers have committed to a year-long exploration of UDL and are taking the course as part of that work. We have offered the course to all other employees if they wish to take it. And we are working with our associations around um, what are the common understandings and outcomes we want all teachers to have around UDL. And um, we're setting pathways next year around how educators can develop those skills one of the pathways will be to take this course. But we're also, in the spirit of UDL, creating several other pathways so that um, teachers and educators have choices around how they best learn. Um, and what will be common is the outcomes that we hope to achieve with all educators.
5: And that 30-hour course, because you mentioned that there was gonna be a two-year. So can they take that course over two years, or does it, is it one year? 30? It's a year.
4: It's a year long from when they first log in and start. So it's asynchronous. And so they have a year from the date they first log in to the time they're uh, asked to complete the course. So it really depends on when a person begins the course. So folks who begin the course in August of 23 will have August of 24 to complete the class.
5: And the other uh, question is, you mentioned that they could get the PDP points, which goes towards their evaluation and certification. Um, have you also tied into any colleges or universities where the teachers on their own could take it for college credit and do, you'd have to do more work compared to what you do for PDP
6: points?
4: Yeah, so we've had conversations around in-service uh, district credit, so not necessarily partnering with a college or university but allowing educators if they take this course and do a some type of project, like um, application project with their class, that potentially they can get three district and service credits to move on mm. the salary scale. We're in the process of evaluating what that impact will be in terms of overall cost. Um, but it is something we are um, having discussions with our associations.
5: That's, inter- uh, that's really good. And my only other comment was, you said this was going to be two years, right? I would like to, you know, I think it's very worthwhile, it's been around for a long time, but UDL design is that in the third year, if we have new teachers, which we're probably gonna have, is have them to, the same ability to take the course, because I think they're all then they will all be on the same page. So thank you for taking this, it's, it's hard, it's not easy, <coughs> but thank you for the initiatives, so I appreciate it.
4: And I would share that we, we do know this is a multi-year journey beyond two years. <coughs> we have the first two years mapped out um, but a lot more work and discussion around what year three four and five will look like um, will take place in the next um you know six months and um, year yeah okay.
5: thank you <coughs> thank you um greg you mentioned um implementing um, teacher leadership roles in the elementary schools Can you just explain how those curriculum leaders um, sort of came to be, are they new hires? Are they teachers who shifted their roles within the
1: schools?
4: Sure, so we've had a longstanding practice of having a distributed leadership model, specifically at the (coughs) elementary level, where we have curriculum leaders um, in math, ELA, science and history and social science. Um, They have served our district well over the years, but um, what we looked at this year is that one of the unintended outcomes of having that model is that all of these curriculum teams at the elementary level are working at the same time on moving curriculum initiatives forward. Being an elementary educator uh, means like you have too much on your plate. So we, what Stephanie and, and the team have looked at is what do our principals need in terms of leading um, the building? So we've shifted some of those curriculum positions to um, building-based leadership positions and they serve as the leadership team in that building to help move some of these curriculum initiatives. At the same time, trying to control the number of curriculums that we are looking at and moving forward in terms of redesign or study. And Stephanie has identified like ELA and mathematics as two that are high priority, where social studies and science is taking um, not as much of an active role this year, and it will shift over time.
3: Thank and you. I'll just add that their existing teachers just having an additional leadership role. So it's not their full-time job. It's yep. just okay. a leadership opportunity. That helps. Thank you. Yep.
0: Other questions, comments? I
6: just had a comment about um, the wellness area, and I just want to commend you and, and Mary Ellen. <coughs> it looks like Mary Ellen's been busy. Um, mm-hmm. it's been a, it looks like a lot of work in this area, and I, at the risk of jumping ahead the, the wellness policy, I thought was very good. <clears throat> comprehensive, so it, it's just you know, it's one of the tenets of our strategic plan, so it's really, it's great to see, you know, put some teeth behind that, so, well done.
4: Who else? Okay. So just, again, I'll end the way I began, just acknowledging that um, my job is to hire people who are much brighter than I am <laughs> and let them do their work, um, which isn't hard for me. Know, um, not so, yeah. Not <laughs> so, um, so I just we're very fortunate to have. and I'm very fortunate as a superintendent to have um, a highly qualified and dedicated and committed um, leadership team, from you know assistant superintendents to directors to principals to educators, um, who truly enjoy working together and have a common vision and mission around the work is about kids and students and how we can make sure that they get the best experience possible in the classroom. So, uh, and again, it feels awkward um, sharing a mid-cycle report about my goals um, when I view my goals as really a collective team goal um, that we have. Thank you.
0: Thank you for the update. Certainly a lot. Hard to condense it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, next <coughs> is personnel.
4: Yeah. So, just I want to highlight a couple um, personnel items in the report. Um, the first is that we did have um, an administrative assistant start uh, in October. Um, unfortunately, she has decided that the the position isn't what she thought it might be, um, and has decided to um, let us know sooner than later that she's um, is moving on. Um, so. know I asked is there anything we could have done differently to support and um, she was very clear it was nothing it was nothing the office staff was very friendly and supportive it just wasn't aligned to what she had thought it was with that said we've we've been able to hire uh, in that time um, a a former Algonquin um, graduate um, who has her degree in sociology um, from Worcester State she applied for the position she's bilingual Um, she loves organize and be part of teams so she will be starting on monday um, and we're very excited um, for her to start um, and then also instructional technology and technology in general it's been very difficult to keep those physicians staffed um, we did learn that one of our um, data specialists and instru- instructional technology specialists is leaving that's olivia kane at the high school she works very closely with julie doyle around um, of data integration Um, so Olivia is going to be taking uh, it's going to be leaving our our organization Um, and it provides us an opportunity to think about the direction we're heading in terms of data and analytics and what type of person and position do we want to have in our district to support that work moving forward so although it's a loss it's also an opportunity to think and reflect about what we need uh, in terms of data analytics but technology positions um, been very challenging. It's probably been the most challenging area in terms of retaining people. There seems to be a lot of opportunity for people to um, grow and expand um, in the IT sector at this current time.
0: Questions? Uh, Policy development and distribution. There's a lot. The policy uh, committees have been uh spending a lot of time a lot of uh, crossouts with a lot of additions Um, and so this is just the first reading of many of them Um, not for adoption yet but so
4: it's your first chance to to go over i don't know if we need to speak to any or why well mary ellen is here and i think just in terms of the joint policy subcommittee and our strategy Mm -hmm. to look at um, as a joint committee looking at um, health and wellness policies in particular so uh, that uh, the, the joint policy subcommittee met um, and identified <coughs> a, a number of policies and this is the first round of policies that we uh, the committee decided to take on. Uh, Mary Ellen has done a tremendous amount of work with the wellness committee on drafting and updating and making sure our policies are contemporary and legal and Mary Ellen I'm not sure if you want to s- s- spend some time just talking briefly about some of the policies and how they were developed and the thinking that um, went into the development. Sure, You can
7: come up here if you want. There's an extra seat. Oh, I, I will can come. come right
0: up there. <laughs> 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 They're gonna for grants too, right? Okay.
7: Mm-hmm. <laughs> South side. South side. <laughs> So when Greg said we were updating all the wellness and health and wellness policies, they definitely needed to be looked at. Um, As you can tell, just from the wellness policy alone, it went from a paragraph or two to five or six pages. Um, And the reason for that is because there's a lot that goes into the wellness policy. We we referenced the laws, a lot of the laws. um, And I had applied, they have wellness coaches and i thought what better way to get us started on this than to apply for a wellness coach but our wellness policy didn't meet enough of the criteria for us to even get a wellness coach so so that was where we dug in first um aaron was on the committee and we just looked at what there are checklists that you can go through about what your wellness policy has to include and now it includes all of the what's needed plus we added in the social emotional pieces because that is really important there are other things besides By law, it has to include the physical activity, physical education, nutrition guidelines, and nutrition education, but there's so much more to wellness that we thought was important to include in the policy. That's where we started with
0: that one. I don't know if anybody on the committee wanted to add any other thoughts. I mean, it was extensive, and yeah, um, it also helps us Right, receive grants or potentially. So it it didn't just need to be updated, but it'll allow us to have access to more resources too.
7: I think it's great to have it written, so if someone we referred someone (coughs) to the policy, they wouldn't have to go look up all the laws to find Um, out what our policy actually is.
0: We spent a lot of time talking also about like like food preparation is in it as opposed to like physical activity. It's a very broad, yeah, a lot of pieces to it. Or,
1: yeah. I, I was just gonna say um so the the thing that you were saying that you were gonna apply for a coach but couldn't because you didn't have a thing is there like a, a deadline for that no
7: they usually they start it was new last year. this is like the second year they've had that ability to have a coach to help you with your wellness policy your wellness committee lead you in the right direction um so i'm sure it's going to be something that's every year
1: okay i didn't know if like we needed to like know push this through quicker
7: it's from yeah from desi and the nutrition
0: Uh,
5: Joan I had a question on the wellness policy that was the first one Uh, J is that something new there the um, secondary food notification form and the elementary one the primary one that form I noticed that on the secondary food notification form, it talked about Massachusetts School Nutrition Standards for Competitive Foods and Beverage Act. So is that something new that we have to do
7: that is it is mandated by the state? It's not something new. Um, the forms are, are district forms. They're not state forms. So um, they've been being used in our elementary schools when food was coming into the classroom for whatever reason. Um, some schools in our district did not allow food into the classroom at all. Um, so we thought that it was important to be consistent throughout the district at the elementary level um, to, to put the limitations on what food was allowed to be consumed while in school. And that we had that written there, it was food provided for the individual by their parents or guardians, provided by the school nurse, or from the caf- purchase from <coughs> the cafeteria. Um, any other food that's used in the curriculum, which would be if they were making um, skeletons out of pasta, or they're dissecting a lima bean, or they're using any kind of dough with flour in it, whatever reason that food might be used, some a lot of science experiments use some food, then the food notification form would need to be filled out.
5: Okay.
7: And then in the secondary, they do use it at the middle schools. Um, it, it's for grade six to eight. It's not for the high school because there's food <laughs> classes, is culinary classes um, and things like that. But grade six to eight in both middle schools use it presently. They have a form that is filled out that's run by the nurses if there's food coming into the classroom. And this will just make okay. it more streamlined that everybody will do it.
5: Okay. I was glad to see those forms, especially seeing in the elementary level when it said it will not be consumed because of the allergies that the kids may have. So that goes out to the parents so they know, and parents are notified ahead of time of what's going to be used in the classroom.
7: Correct, and it won't be
5: consumed. Okay, thank you.
0: Other questions?
5: Yeah, I have a um, come on. Um, Maybe it's more of a comment, um, but I wasn't that we explicitly said that the policies extend to not just the in school um, hours but also like before and after school program. Um, not, now that we have like the before and after school program rolled up into Southboro, um, maybe Northboro has some before and after school programs too, but they should be following the
6: same.
7: So I think programs that are ours, Mm -hmm. as in Southboro is now, they would follow these guidelines. I'm not sure. Um, We have to put
1: like an asterisk, or to say all programs underneath the district's purview, or you know, like that kind of nuanced language.
4: I would just say that before and after school programs are governed by the Mm -hmm. Department of Elementary and Secondary Education Mm -hmm. and early childhood. So there are um, parallel requirements I think we can have a conversation with um, NEDP around our policy and making sure they're following the policy um, at this time. But in terms of Southboro Kamali to your point, since it's part of our organization, we'll make sure that they're aware. They're, they are aware of it.
7: I think we will go through the time, that it's through the school day that's from midnight until 30 minutes after the end of the scheduled school day (laughs) these are these are not made up times it is from (laughs) the guidelines that were put forth um, from the the national school lunch program so I think that it would be um, during that time everything's supposed to meet these guidelines for the safe food you know for the food You said midnight until... Yeah, we had a lot of discussion
2: around that. We had a lot of discussion around that. (laughs) That was the
7: biggest discussion, but it is from the National School Lunch Program. Yeah, it's basically
0: from the regulations and laws and not something for us to change. (laughs) Unique, for sure. Joan?
5: Um, I had a question about the timeline, and I wanted to probably ask you, Sean, as the chair, is it, you're part of that policy subcommittee is, and ask same time as to Mary Ellen, is there a need to get any of these policies in and approved as soon as possible rather than waiting to the next combined meeting? Because sometimes mm-hmm. we have passed, if everybody's in agreement, we have passed over the first reading to the final approval. So I don't know if any of these are time sensitive.
4: I, I would defer to the superintendent, but we did not discuss it. Yeah, any. I mean, I think one of the important parts. Our components of developing policies public comment and input <coughs> so uh, the policies that are before you this evening do not require us to move any faster than our typical policy process mm-hmm. these all have been provided to legal counsel and we've received input and have incorporated legal counsel input uh, after this evening we'll post these and communicate these policies to the community for public comment and feedback the joint policy subcommittee will reconvene and then hopefully at that point we'll incorporate any changes and then lastly we'll bring these forward hopefully at the march combined meeting but no need to accelerate the okay. process okay thank you oh uh, kathy I
5: was gonna say, so joan we um <coughs> as a committee like like we sat down to decide like what policies we were gonna um, work on for that year okay. so there's wellness or last year was all hr like so it's all we have a whole grouping that we're doing each year. Mm-hmm. So it's not like specific. Yeah. I, vote right away, but...
0: Right, and I don't think like we're not going to lose out on a funding opportunity because these aren't um, finalized yet.
7: So. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. And I think all of these are followed <laughs> by what our policies... You know, it says we follow our law. So okay. It's Thank just not explicit. Okay.
0: And then the recommended for rescind will take place... In would vote in March, and they're basically corresponding policies.
6: Well. I had a question on concussion policy if we're <coughs> done with the other. Actually, a couple of questions. One, there's a pre participation form that we require. It talks about you know, as well as concussion history and so forth. Is that our own requirement, or is that a state? State.
7: state. state. So that is part of the. Um, you, yeah, did we I'm not up to that, I'm not, sorry. But when we sit it there is a pre-participation form that the state has, but if you have something in your registration form that is similar, you can use that.
6: Okay. And then was there any discussion about requiring the impact testing?
7: We did have that discussion. Um, back and forth, as you know, it's always a discussion whether to require it or recommend it. I think um, some people are very passionate about wanting to require it, and... We have had more, much more participation in the last few years as my, the coaches have had one of their practices be in the lab right. where they can do it, the impact testing. So I guess that's all. <coughs> to I guess I'm hear.
6: leaning towards requiring it. because, I mean, it seems like such a simple thing. It takes you mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes. And like you said, they can do it in the lab. But we did it. It would just become something you have to do if you want to play football and whatever other sports we decide warrant if not all of them.
4: So. Just Also, not every year. So. It's exactly. Every two
6: it's every years? two years, so yeah. you have to do it twice. You
4: know, you know I think one of the conversations that I believe we had as, <coughs> as uh, joint committees is what do we look at eighth grade before they enter the high school? Do we administer an impact testing in eighth grade? That would be freshman. Sophomore year and then administer it again in sophomore and that would cover the the final two years So I think it's definitely something we could take back to the the Joint policy subcommittee and have a conversation around and also um, I'd I'd like to get some guidance from legal counsel too around What are the considerations if we make this um, a requirement of an athlete?
6: Okay.
0: Thank you Sometimes we've also had a reference to (coughs) Procedural, procedural things that can change. I don't, I don't know if that's an option in that too.
7: So, I think in our protocols, (coughs) protocols, it's recommended, and it gives you the time frame in the protocols, but it's not part of the policy. So,
0: could it be required in the protocol? But that's not policy. That's why I'm wondering. So,
7: we would have to bring it as. Greg said probably to legal and make sure.
0: I guess that's our next subcommittee meeting yeah, discussion. I, think so. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it Did down. Yeah, I have a question. Oh. Yeah. Jennifer, right? Jess. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um,
1: <laughs> common, except <mix up laughs> in the 80s. Um, so I'm a little rusty at this. It's been a year and a half since I've been here. Um, do we give feedback now or do we wait <clears throat> until ask, like about specific policy stuff? like questions about it. Mm-hmm. So, the t- so the alcohol, tobacco, and drug policy, um, are we on that or are we just talking sure. about one at a time? Go ahead, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: I, I guess, is there any more on concussion? Just so we're not disjointed. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, I'm just curious, the, the I was just asking Couture because uh, change is that, I guess everybody, it's the same policy for everybody now, like all, this, all the subcommittees meet together. Now, so, um, so I'm thinking about actually the high school level. Um, I guess this would be applicable for middle school too. It says that, um, any student who's under the influence of drugs or alcoholic beverages prior to attendance, it talks about school sponsored activity. I mean, it's just a little nuanced, but it doesn't say like when you're at school, like if you're like caught smoking in the bathroom or something. Like it, it's just talking about school related activities. So, because at first I was like, what do they do if they catch kids on property smoking or, or you know, drinking or whatever? You mean like during the school day type thing? The first, they have one on
7: the first sentence... But there's another drug abuse problem. If the first sentence says all of that things or, or controlled substances on school property, at school functions, or at any school-sponsored events. First sentence.
2: But I'm talking about
1: first. the disciplinary action part. Oh, mm-hmm. It says that you'll be subject subject to disciplinary action at a s- school-sponsored activity.
0: Is this J270? Which J270. Yeah. Okay.
1: Any student who's under the influence of drugs or, because al- I was cause I think, <coughs> so are they not being subject to disciplinary action if they're caught at school and only the schools before. Sponsored activities. It's just a nuance, but. I'm sure 16, 17, 18-year-old kids will be looking for nuances <laughs> if they get in trouble, so I'm just thinking maybe would it, it'd be good to make it clear. Can I, can yeah. I add it, so it. would
5: it make sense in the sentence after that to say any student who violates this policy or is under the influence of, you know, that kind of thing so that it makes it clear that it's not just at being under a dance a football game or, yeah. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of encompass that first sentence. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Just it, it just struck me that it seemed like it was only if you were at a school sponsored activity.
0: Thank you.
4: It's only a challenge when they find the nuance nuance after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I made a note of that.
0: Any any other questions about any policies? Everybody's looking at them. Yeah. Okay. okay so that's the first reading that will go back to the subcommittee and then it'll come back for a second and a vote at that time. Correct. 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 Okay. Uh, number six on the agenda is action on minutes. So we have first um, action on the combined open meeting minutes of September 21st and we need motions and um, Votes on those minutes. We'll go. Um, I'll <clears throat>
5: take the first one. Um, I will move for Northborough, the region, and the union to accept the combined open meeting minutes of September twenty-first, twenty twenty-two, as stated written.
0: Okay. How do we second that?
6: Second. Well, uh, Bryce <clears seconded. throat> can, can <laughs> Bryce, <throat> no, you can, or no, well, for I Northboro.
1: he can second for Northboro, I can okay. second for the union.
6: I'll second for
0: the region. Okay, so Kelly for the union and Chris for the region, so we could vote one at a time, how about Northboro? Northboro,
1: all in favor? Unanimous.
0: Okay, uh, region, passes unanimous.
7: The union, mm-hmm. all in favor?
0: That passes okay. Um, then we have action on the combined. Um, the does South
2: South Southborough have to move? <laughs> Why do we do that <laughs> here on yeah. Heinz? <laughs> yeah. um, so move for
5: Southborough. Second, all in favor. <laughs> <laughs> That's Roger's <job>. shop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Two more
0: of these combined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was doing so well. Okay. Now, action on the combined executive session minutes of June fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two. This is to. Is it, is it to retain or to release? release to release so. the, and it will be a roll call roll call vote. <coughs> Would Southboro
2: like to lead the way? So, so I'll move. Uh, to accept the action on the combined executive session minutes of June 15th, 2022, to release.
1: Second.
0: So Roger makes the motion. Pitcher, uh, seconds. Mm-hmm. We'll Are you forward.
1: motioning just for Southport or for
2: the union also? Uh, and, for the union. and for the union.
1: Thank you.
5: Second for union. Okay,
7: there you
2: go. Uh, who's that? Lauren for mm-hmm. the union. Okay. A vote. We'll call a vote. Kamali?
7: Yes.
2: Jim? Yes. Yes. Ketura? Yes. I vote yes for Southborough and for the union. Yeah.
0: So it passes for Southborough. The union one, roll call vote, please. She can't talk. She wants you to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't
5: know. Roll okay. call vote. Roll call vote. Yes. Joan, myself, yes. Yes. Um, Kelly Kinet, yes. 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 Again, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And no. Okay, that's, that's it.
1: it. Okay, perfect.
2: So
0: okay, <laughs> um, so we need a Northboro motion and a region motion. So move for Northboro and the region. Joan, Second for
5: Northboro.
0: Uh,
1: Aaron seconds.
0: Aaron and for Northboro. Northboro and. Second. Kathy for uh, the region, and I'm calling everybody's name because whoever takes the minutes appreciates me saying the names. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, uh, all in favor for the region roll we'll call a vote. So Chris? Yes. Paul? Yes. Matthew? Yes. Kathy? Yes. Kathleen? Kathy. Yes. Kathleen. Yes. <laughs> Karen? Yes. Joan. Yes. Motion passes.
1: Uh, for Northboro, Joan? Yes. Lauren? Yes. Aaron? Yes. Bryce? Yes. Myself, Kelly, yes.
6: Passes.
7: You And
6: that's why our next meeting doesn't start till seven, (laughs) people.
0: One more item on our combined agenda. Again, this is our last public comment session of the of the combined meeting. Any any public comments? Seeing none at this time. Any motions to adjourn? the region one
5: you oh, return. Sure. I know you guys want to get your meeting on. So um our next combined, which is in um March. So I know like this is Northborough we're doing here. Are we also doing South Road yeah. here? Are we going to try to air?
4: To be determined. Okay. So, just so we know. So we don't go to Mel
1: Did you did you go to Mel again?
6: Not
5: yet. Yeah, not
6: I I called her. I went. I Like, where are you going? <laughs> <No>. You did. But <coughs> I was <laughs> early. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs>
0: so um, a region um, motion to adjourn. Motion. So moved. Chris. Seconded. Matthew. Uh, all in favor. Uh, so uh, the region is adjourned at six twenty-seven.
1: So moved for Northbrook?
7: No, Northborough is not. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Never mind.
7: You can move for the union.
1: I'll move
5: for the, newt- for the union.
0: Second. Second. Uh, do I? Okay, the union. All those uh, in favor? Uh, unanimous. We are adjourned,
5: 627. Okay. Southboro. Right, that's it. Motion to adjourn for Southboro.
0: So okay, and a second. Second.
2: Seconded by Jess. Jess, okay. Um, so that's 627,
0: all in favor? And we'll leave the rest of the meeting to Northborough.
1: Uh, for Northborough, I think what we will do is our meeting doesn't start till seven, so we should, uh, we don't do adjourn. Say, do we, uh, should we adjourn? And then, yeah, I feel like maybe we should. So I'll take a motion to adjourn. I'll uh, <laughs> uh, Motion by Lawrence, seconded by Jones. So we will adjourn the combined Northborough School Committee meeting. It is unanimous at 628, thank you.